And now, a dramatic reading of one of my favorite, I don't even think you can call it a quote, I would call it a monologue, um, from our Queen Joanna Newsome from 2010. <clears throat> I'm mystified by the laziness of people looking at how she presents herself and somehow assuming that implies there's a high level of intelligence in the songwriting. Her approach to image is really interesting, but you listen to the music and you just hear glow sticks. Smart outlets for musical journalism give her all this credit. Like, she's the new Madonna. Although I'm coming from a perspective of also thinking Madonna is not great at all. I'm like, fair enough. She is the new Madonna, but Madonna's a dumbass. I may have contradicted myself. My problem isn't actually with Lady Gaga. But there's not much in her music to distinguish it from other glossy, formulaic pop. She just happens to wear slightly weirder outfits other than Britney Spears. But they're not that weird. They're mostly just skimpy. She's fully marketing her body and sexuality. She's just doing it while wearing, like, a fierce, quotes, telephone hair hat. Her sexuality has no scuzziness, no frank raunchiness, in the way that, say, Peaches or even Grace Jones have. She's Artie Spice. And meanwhile, she seems to take herself so oddly seriously, the way that she talks about her music in third person, like she's Brecht or something. (laughs) (laughs) So bad, sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) She just makes me miss Cyndi Lauper. I shouldn't have called Madonna a dumbass. Her music, <laughs> her music and she have just gotten so boring to me this last decade. I think maybe she doesn't hold her money very gracefully, the way some people can't hold their drink. But one thing she is surely not is dumb. In scene. And out came talk. Talk, talk. <laughs> Hi. Hello, hello, everyone. How we doing? Hello, hi, how's it going? Hi, we're here. <sighs> I feel so romantic. I feel rejuvenated. Yes. Oh, like I got my nipples out. Y'all can't see, but Dylan can see. Mm-mm, I'm okay. looking at him. Mwah, and yeah. mwah, that's... Mwah, mwah, in between my little Kate Bush muscle <laughs> mm. And I'm wearing a 2018 Target Pride Collection onesie. It's Gorgeous. Sleeveless. And made of terry cloth. <laughs> they, knew, big... they knew their their audience, didn't they, mm-hmm. Target? <laughs> they're like, they're on the beach all the time, those faggots. Give them something that they can wear in the rain. Um, welcome to Straight People Movies. This is the podcast where we two gays, we get together. We ask the question, why, in response to what? Us watching a movie made for straight people. <laughs> I'm keeping that. That was, that that was, was flawless. That was seamless. <laughs> okay, Yoda. Oh, <laughs> <bitch>. My <laughs> my name is Dylan Garcy. And I'm Kirk Van Sickle. And baby, we... We're so excited. We're so excited. It's been so long. We've been watching so... The thing is with this podcast, it's called Straight People Movies, and people is genderless, but the way movies are made... We mostly focus on movies made for straight men. Right. But today, we decided to, you know, straight women are straight people too. They are. Okay, and let's not forget that. Let's not forget They're just as annoying and normative as straight men. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I love straight women. We love straight women. We really do. (laughs) A drunk straight woman, mama, uh, nothing beats. Oh, we love. 
We love straight women. We love you, Allison. We love you, Brenda. We love you, Straight women is our audience. Let's be real. Probably. I don't know. I mean, it's not like I don't, like, check every day, like, what the logistics are. Wake up, check your email, check your tweets, check your Instagram, check the Anchor app. We decided it was time to make a uh, episode for our straight women. You know, yeah. a movie that they love. Okay, they're not watching Joker. I mean, maybe they are to impress their boyfriend. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in y'all's minds. My only people into your minds is the music of Alanis Morissette. <laughs> and we decided, and this was actually recommended. I don't know if I told you this, Dylan, but one of our listeners recommended we do this movie. So I wanted to do oh, yeah. a shout out to Rachel. Thank Hi, you, Rachel. Rachel for, I, you sent Rachel me McAdams? Yes, Rachel McAdams herself. Um, <laughs> she was like, I want you to do one of my own. Yes, movies, yes. Rachel said it. I saw it. I went, yes, we need to do this movie. <laughs> it makes a lot of damn sense. And also, let's be honest, it's, it's, it's based on the novel. Made, it was written by a straight man. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll get With the that. gayest name. With the gayest name. Nicholas Sparks. Hi, I'm Nicholas Sparks, and this Nicholas and you're Sparks. watching Corbin Blue Productions. Huh. I'm Nicholas Sparks, and this is Corbin Blue. This is Randy Blue. <laughs> this is Sean Cody. <laughs> Just like is Sean Cody's still around. Sean Cody's still oh, around. Oh, Sean right? Cody. Uh, no, you know what? I feel like you know it. You know, it's a good thing that Sean Cody's gone. You know what I mean? I got tired of watching those twunks with their like hairless assholes. Fuck. It was just not really that entertaining. Do you, okay, this is what the there's still a Sean Cody. Uh, oh, Randy, who is a Sean Cody star, he died nine hours ago. Oh, oh. damn. Um, but R. I R. love P. the you know, whenever you like you go to a website and maybe like you Google something like a website and it'll like show you like the whatever description that the website has. I don't know the website description. Yeah, this is what Sean Cody's is. Okay. Check out sexy twinks and amateur jocks who get blowjobs and swallow cum in anal sex videos with sexy gay men and even straight guys. So porn. So porn, yeah. Like, <laughs> porn. I love give blowjobs and swallow cum in anal sex videos. In anal sex videos. That I need to see some like an English teacher like diagram that sentence. <laughs> that, that's incredible. <laughs> it's beautiful. That's really incredible. But speaking of swallowing common anal sex videos, what did we watch? Today? Oh, yeah. We watched <laughs> the one, the only, probably considered the greatest romantic drama of the 2000s. Is that a crazy thing to say? Uh, I think it's like to, I mean, to, it's the most iconic. to the normies. It's like up there. I think it's easily the most iconic. It's easily the most iconic movie. We are talking about the fucking notebook, people. Yes, The ma'am. notebook. Okay, and Mama, let me just get this out of the way right now. I cried, bitch. <laughs> I cried so hard. Not even like, like I'm talking, <laughs> like full. Like I made noises. Oh no. Yeah, girl. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. yeah. You. She was crying. She was shit. She's got a heart. Up. She's got a heart. It's weird because I cry very easily at movies, even during like Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Like I was tearing oh, up at yeah, certain parts. Stuff like that always makes me cry. Oh, great. well, the thing is, like, I don't know if that movie is made for kids. I think it's made for like soft, tender adults. Uh, isn't that all 
animated movies these days. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> They're not. Nothing is for children anymore. It's no, all for like no. Ted they, Lasso adults. They play on the iPad, and we watch the kids' movies made for them. Yeah, they they watch the Coco Melon on the YouTube, and then we watch yeah Luca and shit. Yep. Yeah. But the Notebook Girl. Did you not cry? I mean, I got a little like. The tears were knocking on the door, but I didn't answer. Yeah. Okay. Because Alex was next to me and he would have made fun of me. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, his Zeus steered clear. <laughs> um. It's not like, uh, oh, fuck. What did we watch? Or, oh, it was like we watched Little Women, but at night. And so Alex Which one? The, see new one? the new one. The new oh, my one. God. That movie. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Girl. And Alex couldn't see me cry the, the entire time, <laughs> which is for the best. But in the daylight, it's hard for me to cry uh, next to him. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what's funny? I feel like every time I cry during a movie, my boyfriend seems, like, surprised. And the way I, like, take that it, that information in is it's like, do you think I'm just, like, this callous, like, mean person? And it's probably like, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> just based on the way that I, like, act and be in my everyday Present life. I wouldn't and, yeah. seem like the kind of person that would, like, you know, get emotional about two white people falling in love in the 40s. But, <laughs> hey, but like, did. I did. You know what? I did. And it was upsetting. It got a little upsetting. I got a little upset. The part that almost got me was whenever she, like, remembers. That part, I was, like, prepared for that. Like, I was, like, I was almost, like, no, no, no. Like, you know, (laughs) like, because I had already ugly cried. And honestly, I ugly cried when they were, like, fighting. And she was just, like. I don't know how to choose. And he's like, you have to choose. Do what you want to do. What do yeah, you want to do? Oh I was God. like, girl, shut the fuck up. You're like, what do I want to do, right? What do I want to do? Uh, and amazing. Anyway, before we keep gushing <laughs> about how much I guess we loved this movie, um, <laughs> let me do a little quick little plot summary for the people out there that maybe have not seen The Notebook or it's been a minute since you've seen The Notebook. Mm-hmm. I know it was for me. A little bit of a, a, little bit of a break. Um, we are doing The Notebook. It's a Nick Cassavetes joint from 2004. A romantic drama starring Ryan Gosling, Rachel McAdams, James Garner, Gina Rollins, Sam Shepard, Joan Allen, and James Marsden. Um, and the plot is in the present day, so 2004. A man reads to a woman with dementia the story of their love in an attempt to help her memory, leading to the early 2000s second most iconic kiss set in the pouring rain. The number one being... Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Fucking Spider-Man. It's fucking Spider-Man. It's fucking Spider-Man. Yeah. And that is why Marvel's taking over the world. Um, Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, and it's currently available to rent. So you can't stream it for free, but you can rent it on uh, Amazon or Apple or any other evil corporation. Mm -hmm. Um, Give them your $4. Give them your $4 to watch a movie in 1080p and not in 4K. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's some part in this movie where it's like, was the camera not in focus? Did it's the like, camera break? <laughs> it's like, Nick, did you pick that up from your father? Mm-hmm. What did your father teach you? <laughs> See, that was a little that was a little joke because his dad was a director. Um, yeah. But he made like indie, like low budget films. So it's like his like, aesthetic was, you know, like, yeah. it was like. And you know the the person who played older Rachel McAdams was his mom, right? I did know that because That's Gina nice. Rollins was in quite a few John Cassavetes movies. Um, I have to say I've only seen one of his films. It did not have Gina in it, so I've not gotten to see, you know, their <clears throat> what what's the word I'm looking for? Their partnership. 
their, you know, like their really, courtship. Their... You know, really see that. But I, I have heard of A Woman Under the Influence, and I have not watched it because it sounds like it's about a woman who has issues basically being abused for two and a half hours. And I'm oh, like, great. when I'm ready for a Lars von Trier adjacent movie, I'll give it a watch. <laughs> um, but anyway, The Notebook. I mean, it's great. did you love it? Did you hate it? What, what, you I liked, liked it a lot. I liked, I liked it. it a lot. I, I liked, liked it. it. I liked yeah. it. It's one of those things where it's like, I would say they don't make them like they used to anymore, but then the next 15 years we got movies, we got this movie 12 more times. It's uh, true. It's true. But this is the best one. Yeah, you know, I was trying to think of why this works and why like A Walk to Remember doesn't work. Or like, I honestly, I haven't seen any of like the modern ones, like the Faulkner Stars and like all the other like big ones. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's the chemistry, right? It's it's the chemistry. The reason why it works mm-hmm. is because Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams' like chemistry is like off the charts. It's unreal. It's so good. It's I unreal. I think I put a little note in here. I think Ryan Gosling is kind of like not great in this movie. I, yeah. I think he's still coming into his own as an actor, but as his like lack of skill in the acting department actually plays pretty well into his yeah, character. Yeah, it, it makes him come across as really aloof, which is like yes. really hot. We love a yes. man where we don't know what he's thinking and then he just builds a house for you. Oh, it's incredible. Uh, I mean, God, what a dream. It. What a fucking dream. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. Well, you know, here's the thing. I would say like the first 30 minutes of this movie, I was like, this is bad. Like, this is a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. um, I think the courtship, and you know, it's like, I'm like beating this in, to death. Like, we, everyone's beating this to death. But like, come on. The guy climbs on a Ferris wheel begging this girl to take him out, and that's not a red flag. I mean, mm-hmm. Twitter, am I right? I am mean, I- <laughs> <laughs> ladies. Uh, well, he is like, I'm going to kill myself if you don't take me out. You know, he literally life. says, you're so beautiful. I'm going to throw myself off this Ferris wheel if you don't go on a date with me. <laughs> In the middle of her being on like another date. Like it's. Yeah. He loves snatching other dudes. <laughs> girls. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like at first I was a little, I feel like the whole like them falling, the, them like the road scene, like them laying on the road. And yeah. He's like, come on, danger, be free. All that. I was like, this is bad. This is stupid. I hate this. This is yeah. not, I mean, maybe it's how men and women talk to each other. Uh, is this how y'all talk to each other? <laughs> Do y'all just like, does the girl just talk and the guy just kind of like nods his head and goes, you aren't free. Is that <laughs> how it works? Well, anyway, uh-huh. but I gotta say once it like, once they were apart, yeah, I think once, like, the, the dinner, where, like, the lunch, I guess, where, like, he introduces himself to the family. Yeah. That's when the movie starts to kick in. I Whenever, agree. like, the realism starts to kick because in. Because Joan Allen is there, baby. Baby. We'll get more into her later, but. Oh, 100%. But I feel like she adds a little bit of. She gives She's the like, movie a little. Not, you know, not under my roof. Not under not my, my roof. House. That is. What trash? <laughs> he's a nice boy, but he's what trash? Um, yeah, I uh, I think that like, and then you know them being apart, and yada yada yada. And then he's like goes to the war, and then the guy from Entourage dies, and you know I feel like it like it does a good job of making you be like oh, but like I want like I want them to be back together, like they were so cute, even though they fought all the time and are probably toxic. Um, and then, so then when it finally happens, it's just like the most satisfying. It is the most satisfying. Oh my God. Moment. Honestly, can I just say this right now? Mm-hmm. Maybe one of the better 
straight sex scenes I've ever seen in a movie. It's so good. It's good. It's a good. I'm like, this is hot. Like it was romantic, (laughs) but it was Mm -hmm. hot. Which I don't feel like a lot of movies are good at doing both at the same time. Correct. Yeah. I, I'm going to agree. I'm trying to think of like sexy sex scenes on the top of my head. I mean, I know people like, make fun of it because of the hand, but Titanic has a good one. It's such, oh my God. It's hot. I will hear no criticisms in Titanic. Not, yeah, on, not on this no. podcast. So good. I, I also love that, like, I don't know. There's something very, like, I don't, I don't remember if they're, like, both virgins when they have sex in Titanic, but there's something very, like, vulnerable about the way Leo plays it. Like it's like he's mm-hmm. being divergenized too. And there's something very, just like really sweet about it. It doesn't come across as like, I'm a dude just like trying to deflower this rich chick on a boat. <laughs> it's like, it feels they're both getting something out. They're of both it. like, huh? In love. And like the notebook is a little bit more sexy about it. Like the notebook, mm-hmm. it, like it's a sexy sex scene. Like it's like, they've been wanting to do this mama for, for the like past seven, seven years, years. And you can feel it. You can oh feel God. it, and it's hot. But the scene immediately before the aforementioned romantic kiss in the rain, it is a close second to that Spider-Man kiss. It's so iconic. It's, it's so, so good. good. I just love how it's like raining. They're on that boat, and then out of nowhere, she's like, why didn't you write me back? Uh, and he's like, I did 365 times. Oh, it's so good. I fell for it. I fell for it. I fell for the romance. Oh, 100%. Because the thing is that makes that scene, I think, so good is that the rain is, like, torrential. It's It's like like, a bucket. It's like a It's like too much rain. (laughs) It's like a lot. (laughs) It's like, y'all need to go. You're going to catch something. You're going to catch pneumonia. Uh, But they don't But I think that's what makes it sexier is that it's like, it's so, they don't care. It is so feral. I love it. It is. And I think that's one of the things I like about this movie even though, like, at the end of the day, like, I, I suppose all romantic dramas and trash novels or whatever you want to call them, like, all kind of have a similar story, right? Mm. I feel like when you look at, like, women's weepies or romances, it's always mm. very, like, it's got that energy of, like, opposites attract, like, you know, rich girls, poor boy. She mm. talks a lot and is really nervous and, like, almost a manic pixie dream girl and he doesn't say anything at all and they <laughs> fight all the time. And it's like, what is it about that dynamic that's just so satisfying once they, it's like Bridgerton is literally doing this as we, like, it's like the same thing. Like, well, we like, just love it's it. It's like close fantasy. It's like, it's kind of the equal but opposite thing of like, why like superhero movies are so good. Cause it's like, or they're so successful because like, oh, look, this normal person had this extraordinary situation thrust upon them and la 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 la, where it's like, it's the same sort of thing where it's like, Here's this normal person having this very extraordinary romance. And it's easy. The stories are the same the entire time, but it's just like, you still love that, that, uh, that structure. Cause it's just like, it's really familiar, but every time it sweeps you off your feet. Well, I think the thing is, is it's like at the end of the day, their romance was toxic, right? Mm -hmm. Technically. So I feel like what makes these fantastical movies, books, whatever, is that it creates a fantasy in which, like, a toxic romance works. Yeah. Because in real life, most of us, not everyone, I suppose, but most of us have been in a dynamic with somebody where, like, you do have that kind of crazy, psychotic, passionate, toxic feelings for them. And you want it so badly to fucking work with that person. But, like, it's because you feel that way, because Mm. there's that dynamic that it's, like, this is, like, you can't operate at this level of intensity at all times. No, Um, you can't be the we found love video. 
No, no, exactly. It's like everyone wants that and then you get it and then you realize like, actually, I just want someone who's my best friend and is like nice. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> know? Like, it's exhausting. Yeah, because it's, it's like in real life, she probably should have chosen James Marsden's character. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of person that we all typically end up with is a James Marsden type because it's like you need somebody like, there's so many other qualities to, like, building a relationship with someone than just being like, Dah, I want to fuck you, you're so hot. Which is, like, it's a it's a cool feeling, but it's also a psychotic feeling. Yeah. It's also, James Mars, it's hot, too, baby. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like it was too far of a jump. Oh, yeah, it's two great flavors. Like, yeah. you're not, it's like a it's like a grape Skittle and a red Skittle. Yeah. Both Have the best at the Skittles. same time, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, I just think that, like, that's where it exists. Like, this story exists because it's, like, I feel like a lot of women and gay men and whoever, straight men, I'm sure, do this too. I don't know. Um, there's always that, like, the one that got away. You know, like, <laughs> and I feel like there's always kind of like, like, I feel like the the notebook is just one of those movies where it's like, what if the one that got away, like, you actually ended up together? You know? <laughs> um, well, did you know that there's supposed to be a sequel to this? What? It's going to be a TV show on no. the CW. No, Why? I don't know. What sequel? Do they come back from the dead? <laughs> yeah, they're they're, they're zombies together. Yeah, and apparently there's gonna be like a fucking Broadway adaptation of it with uh, music and lyrics by Ingrid Michaelson. Remember her? Oh my god, my yeah. Starbucks queen. You know <laughs> the way I am. The way wow, that's so I interesting. Am? Yeah, this huh. movie has legs, and I think yeah, because like all those other movies, like I'm, I have the the Wikipedia pulled up of all the Nicholas Sparks movies. There's Nights and Rodanthe, which I don't really count because that's like older people, Diane Lane and Richard Gere. Boring. But like of like the young 20-somethings falling in love. Dear John, Channing Tatum and Amanda Seyfried. Has, that movie made as much money as a notebook. Yeah, but no uh, one talks about it. No one talks about it. I don't it. think I ever saw that. Did you see that? Nope. I didn't see that shit. Uh, the Last Song, Liam Hemsworth and Miley Cyrus. The Lucky One, Zac Efron and Taylor Schilling. Safe Haven, Josh Nimmel and Julianne Huff, which is hilarious. And then The Best of Me, The Longest Ride, and The Choice. Never heard of those movies. Damn, he really he, he really only has... I feel like the only iconic ones are this, A Walk to Remember, and the one that Miley Cyrus did or whatever. Yeah, uh, The Last Song. Is it because the song in The Last Song is so good? I don't know. I just <laughs> when remember I like that people you. really cared about that when it came out because everyone like foams at the mouth for Miley Cyrus. I've never understood it, but... <laughs> well, it's crazy. A Walk to Remember only made $47 million. Wow. I mean, I guess, like, Mandy Moore, like, the guy, I, like, couldn't tell you who the guy was in that movie. Shane West. There you have it. Shania West. There you have it. So, but also, like, isn't A Walk to Remember a sick girl movie? Is it a sick girl movie? It's a sick girl movie. Uh, I mean, see, I think that's the other thing is he has a lot of sick girl movies and, like, a lot of, like, like, I know, I don't know, is The Fault in Our Stars a sick girl movie? Oh, yeah. There, it's, everyone's sick in that movie. Yeah. I don't know. I prefer The Notebook. I think the reason why The Notebook has staying power is because it actually is a happily ever after. I mean, it's sad, obviously, because no, she gets dementia. Yeah, it's, like, like, it's a sick girl movie, though. It's just recontextualized. But, like, they lived an entire life together. They got what they wanted. They lived happily ever after, and then they got what most straight people want, like I mentioned, which is to die together in bed. Yeah. So Honestly, to me, that's a win, and I feel like people like that. It's like well, no that's one wants the to best. watch a movie where one of them dies at seventeen. Like that's not that's not hot. No, no. <laughs> well, it's like that's also in Titanic. There's the old people in the bed. Mm. Another iconic way to die. I mean, it's the same way, but they did it first. 
King yeah. Princess's grandparents. Yeah, they just don't like. They just don't make them like that. I feel like the Notebook has the perfect combination of the happily ever after, but it still gives you the weepiness that you need, mm-hmm. like the tragedy, right? Yeah. But like, no one's like. Like, Atonement's a great movie, right? But it's not like mm-hmm. people are like, man, like, The Atonement, what a great romance movie. Like, you're like, <laughs> oh, Atonement, the movie that makes me want to kill myself after I watch it. <laughs> that makes me hate Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. But, like, this is, like, they did it. And, like I said, like, that's why it's such a fantastical film because it's, like, in real life, she probably would have chosen James Marsden, right? Uh-huh. But in this movie, she chose the other guy. She chose the one the that she, she wasn't supposed to. Yeah. And then everything was beautiful and romantic and perfect. So perfect, in fact, that even in their old age, he's spending all of his time just trying to get her to remember for five minutes. I mean, come on. Can you think of any more romantic than that? Oh, my God. It's so... It's so good. And when he has a little dinner set up for her, and you know this is like the 30th time he's done that, and he still just wants to do it. My favorite part about the movie is that they never indicate that they're Christians at all, but then like James Garner says that doctor, like, and then God comes in. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, James, did you add that line in, James? Did you add that line in, James Carter? <laughs> that was an ad-libbed line. And, uh, yeah. I want to talk about Rachel McAdams. Yes. I would love to talk about Rachel McAdams. One of our great, honestly, Incredible. our great actors. And she I think was she's so, so good. good. She's so good. She's so good. She's needs to do more shit. I feel like ever after like that kind of like really famous run, which we're going to get into in a minute, she kind of like went to the back burner for a little bit and then kind of came back a spotlight, got an Oscar nomination. And then I know it's just a shame that she got nominated for that because I feel like it's like, it was kind of one of those like, Oh, we need to nominate Richard McAdams for something. Yeah. We we can't nominate it for the notebook, but we can nominate it for this. It's such a shame. Although I have never seen game night, but I've heard people say that her performance in game night is like unreal. Yeah. It's so, it's so funny. She's the best part of that movie. Her and Jesse Plemons are incredible in that movie. And then I haven't seen Eurovision, but apparently she's really funny in Eurovision. And I, I like it. Her. I like her career. I like that yeah. she's kind of just like, I was worried that she'd be like Amanda Peet and like really disappear. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel she like comes she, when we need she's, her. she's around and she's doing stuff, but she's just not like this big movie. She's kind of like the Patrick Wilson. Of Ooh, women. that's a ex- perfect comparison. Right. It's yes. like they both have their like little moments and then now mm-hmm. they just kind of like show up when they need to show up. Yep. And they're great. They're consistently yeah. good. They're hot. Everyone likes them. Oh, yeah. You're and always happy when Rachel shows up. They look the exact same as they did in 2004 as they do now. I know. It's unreal. She's so um, beautiful. She's so beautiful. Like, I hate to be so gagged over, like, a, a white woman, but, like, gorgeous. I'm gagged over a white woman. I'm gagging. Gagging. She's beautiful. Um, I want to talk about her 2004, 2005. Because, so, like, before this, she was on Slings and Arrows, which is a real fun show if you haven't watched it. I don't know like, how you can Never find heard that. of it. It was like a Canadian show about uh, uh, like Shakespeare. Every season they would play, it was like a playhouse, like a, uh, like a company, like a theater company putting on a different Shakespeare play. And then the season was like, uh, or, sorry, each season was like a reflection of the play they were putting on. Does that make sense? Oh, fun. But it's like a behind yeah, the scenes like of yeah. them putting on the play. I yeah. like that concept. What was her season? What Shakespeare She was on she all of them. Oh, they, it was like the same cast in every single yeah. one? Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, but her first kind of like big roles, she does, she has these, this run of five movies, which I think is like such an incredible run. Mean Girls. I mean. Like yeah. one of the most iconic characters, like Regina George is a shorthand for a type of person at this point. Like it's one of the more iconic villains of a movie. Yeah. Uh, the Notebook, one of the most iconic, probably the last iconic kiss in a movie. Yeah. I mean, truly, I can't think of anything that's like, 
Yeah, because the kisses in Brokeback Mountain aren't good. <laughs> no, but the fucking is. The fucking is. The fucking when the, <laughs> the good's good. Uh, Wedding Crashers, which is like, I mean, whatever. It's just, we got to do that movie eventually one day. Uh, yeah, but, I watched that movie not too long ago at a bachelor party, and I gotta say, it did not hold up at all, yeah. in my opinion. I did not. But it's an iconic movie. I do think the little faggy emo boy is still funny, but other Same. than him, I wasn't a huge fan. <laughs> um, a movie that I think only I like. But no, you like it as I well. I like it. I like it. Is Red Eye. Yeah, Red Eye is great. Red Eye is incredible. Red Eye is the Red definition Eye. of a solid thriller. Like, it's like truly mm-hmm. perfect. Textbook. It is, it is 78 minutes long. And it's she's perfect. really good. She should be nominated for that. Let's she's, be yes. <laughs> yeah, let's be Honestly, while, before, I'm going to look at something after that. But, um, and then The Family Stone, which is. Okay, that movie is so underrated. Oh, that is Alex's favorite holiday movie. It's so good. I mean, I haven't seen it in years. Maybe it's bad. I don't know. But no, it's great. It's I love. I love. I, I just. I'm a sucker for an ensemble family drama. Like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like girl, give it to me. Give it to me. Like I want it. And I don't remember anything about her character in it. But I'm sure <laughs> she's fabulous in it. All right. So if we were okay. So 2004. Okay. So no, Red Eye was 2005. So let's go to 2005 and let's see who would we kick out to put. Uh, oh, this is a famously weak year for Best Actress. Rachel McAdams for Red Eye could have gotten in there. So okay. the winner was Reese Witherspoon for Ooh. Walk the Line. Supporting performance. Uh, Judy Dench for Mrs. Henderson Presents. Okay. We don't know our moves that. Uh, <laughs> Felicity Huffman in Transamerica. Which, Absolutely um, not. Um, 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 um. Keira Knightley in Pride and Prejudice. I'd keep. She's incredible. Oh, She's probably my winner, I actually. I yeah. And then Charlize Theron in North Country. Yeah, boring. 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 She just won. Yeah. Kick out Felicity Huffman, put in Rachel McAdams. Easy. Easy, easy. easy. I do want to say, I know that maybe this movie didn't come out in 2004, 2005, but I feel like you're missing an iconic Rachel McAdams performance in this little lineup here. What am I missing? And that is The Hot Chick. <laughs> <laughs> that is her previous film. I mean, she was in The Hot Chick before this run. I mean, so. she plays a man, like a man is inside her body. A gross, disgusting, bad man. Yeah. And she kills. I remember her performance in this movie. She's very funny in it. <laughs> she plays. Uh, oh, I was. It, I looked at the director and it said Tom Brady, and I was like, um, wait, Tom Brady directed this, but it's a different Tom Brady. Uh, but yeah, then she was in like her run after that. It's like so. Ugh, it's just but a bunch. Isn't of she in that like one it. romantic drama that everyone says is like a ten out of ten? Like it's like a very... oh about time. Yes, yeah. I've been I've been wanting to do that movie for a long time. <laughs> Have you seen it? Uh, no, but I, it's a Richard Curtis movie, so I know I'd love it. But yeah, that is like straight people's favorite romantic. Yeah, dudes. people on Letterbox like go gaga over that movie. They're like, it's the that best soon. romance ever, and I'm let's, like, never even heard of it. Um, yeah. Oh, oh she's, yeah. Ooh, she's in Midnight in Paris, which like, bleh. uh, she's in the Sherlock Holmes movies, which like, whatever. She's in To the Wonder to the Wall. Um, boring. I and mean, I just... feel like she was still doing okay with Sherlock Holmes, right? Because those were big movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's the 2010s where things really started to go south. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was in Aloha by Cameron Crowe. Oh, yeah. What were you thinking? Um, oh, she was in that lesbian movie, the Brian Oh, Obama yeah, Disobedience. One. It's called Passion, actually. 
because oh wait what's the is disobedience also that's a, that's a different lesbian movie she's in two lesbian movies yeah disobedience is the lesbian movie with rachel vice oh i want to see but the other one passion is with numi rapace <gasps> she got back with numi rapace after doing sherlock holmes a game of shadows yep she did and they make oh out oh she's in doctor strange okay i think we're being or i feel like we're being hard on her i feel like she's done okay for herself yeah, but then, but also the married life, luckily, lucky ones, time traveler's wife, morning glory. Yeah, she's stuck vow. to her lane. Her, she's stuck to her straight. The reason why yeah. we don't care <laughs> is because these are all straight people romance yeah. movies. She <laughs> we is do giving, she's giving the girlies what they want. Yeah, that'll be our next mini series is Rachel McAdams movies. Um, speaking of like Rachel McAdams, so um, speaking of Rachel McAdams, we're talking about her. I'm staying on this, but the casting for this movie. So she uh almost didn't get it. The other people that auditioned for it were, I'm going to read this to you in order of most psychotic to least psychotic, or least psychotic to most psychotic. Okay. Jessica Biel. <laughs> okay. Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, I can see it. Ashley Judd. Isn't she like, and I don't want to be a hater, but like, wasn't she like a little too old at that point? That's, that's the guy. She, she was, yeah. Uh, and Britney Spears auditioned for this movie. I just can't. Could you imagine... <laughs> Imagine all the people. I, I love him, Daddy. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> oh no! How come he never wrote me? I wonder if, like, when girls, I feel like a lot of girls in real life probably like. I wonder if any women out there like try, like, they want to piss their parents off, like the Notebook style, like they want to like choose a man that'll make them be like, he's trash, just so they can get their Papa Don't Preach moment. You know, mm. just so they can go, no, daddy, no, I love him. Like, I wonder <laughs> girls fantasize about having that moment. Because yeah. I feel like I would. Oh, like, I'd be yeah. kind of mad if I like was like, I'm getting engaged to this guy. And my parents were like, okay. You don't Like, understand. you're not mad? <laughs> what we have is real. Like, I'd, I'd want them to get mad so I can be like, no, <laughs> it's my life. I love him. <laughs> you know? No, my... No, my parents loved Alex, and I know, I, my parents, parents, my parents, literally, girl, like with the girl, like my parents girl. were so happy. I was so, y'all. If you haven't known me for a very long time, like I, I have had a, a messy twenties, as many a gay man has had, mm-hmm. and my parents were just happy that you know You're, his, you made it out alive. They were happy that Jesus had a job. Okay, like that's <laughs> like they like I set the bar so low in their eyes that they were just like, oh wow, he seems normal. <laughs> amazing amazing job kirk <laughs> Hell yeah. you should see my dad when i showed him our new apartment in la like over facetime he was gagged my Aww. dad was gagging he literally was like what the he was like kirk this is really nice Aww. wow and i was like oh yeah it's all jesus he's like well of course it is you could never do all this. Like, my dad loves Jesus. He loves Jesus like, more than me. <laughs> your apartment would be one poster hung up by a thumbtack and a mattress on the floor. He's like, when I went to the last time when I went to one of your apartments, it was just a record room for a dream poster and a VCR on the floor. <laughs> it didn't have running water. He didn't have running water. And he had nothing in the fridge but sriracha and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, yeah, so, you know, but it, it, I will say that when I've dated some of my boyfriends that my parents were, like, not that thrilled about, it was kind of, I got to have a little bit of that moment. I'm like, uh, but no, Daddy, I love him. <laughs> and they were like, okay. Like, <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> they're like, cool. Awesome. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Good times. Uh, why do straight people like this movie? I mean, I, mean, I, th- I think romantic dramas are straight because there are no gay romance. There is the one, and we'll talk about it later. Yeah, there's only one. We got one in 2005. <laughs> Moonlight is barely a romantic. It's the not final a romantic third is. drama. I feel like, I feel like Moonlight is a character study. Yeah. Of one one man. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's so funny. I like this is off topic, I suppose, but like I do find it so fascinating that it's like pulling teeth, getting people to watch fucking Moonlight. I know. It's weird. Like I literally have so many friends that are like cinephiles that have not seen Moonlight, and I'm like. Why? And I feel like they think it's going to be this, like, intense movie because it's like, ooh, black, ooh, gay. And I'm like, y'all, no. it's, like, actually, like, a really chill, tender, like, sad for sure. But it's mm-hmm. not, like, it's not, like, 12 Years a Slave or, like, it's not, yeah. like, Schindler's List. It's not, yeah. like, <laughs> it's not homework. It's not beating you up. It's like, not vegetables. No. It's, like, a totally, like, it's, like, a lovely movie. It's, like, mm-hmm. a lovely movie to watch. It's, like, a yeah, very oh. sweet movie. I really like it. I love and I it. feel like they think it's going to be, like, intense or something. And I'm, like, it's, it's really like, not no, that no. intense at all. No. It's, like, probably has the most, like, for um, the last act of that movie is so romantic. And it's oh, so I love it. It's such tender a great movie. And beautiful. Oh, it's such a great oh, movie. God. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. I need to rewatch. I own that movie. I need to rewatch that shit. Same. I, it's so fucking good. It's I so wish good. I liked Beale Street. Um, I, I liked Beale more. Street, but it's definitely nowhere near as good as Moonlight was. I, know. I like that it's like a lot quieter than Moonlight because it's like, how do you like follow up? Like, oh yeah, Barry said, you know films? all the things that were like super like chill about Moonlight. I'm gonna double, triple down on that <laughs> for if Beale Street could talk yeah. to make the vibiest movie about someone being sent to jail you've ever seen. Yep, it's um, just chill. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it. straight people they they get all the romantic dramas. They do. It's... Straight women love romantic dramas. I feel mm-hmm. like gay men. It's tough. I feel like we need a little bit of camp. We need a little bit of fun. So I feel like our yeah. we we're like miscongeniality, legally blonde. See, that's why we could never do those movies on this podcast because mm-hmm. the gays like that sort of silly stuff with like a romantic subplot and like I feel like stuff where it's like the romance is front and fucking center and it's mm-hmm. like drama. Like I feel like gay men are not like gagging over that kind of stuff except for no. like atonement. But atonement's gay. Atonement's gay. Oh fuck, I would love it. Uh. Well, I guess I, I was also thinking of Weekend. Oh, Weekend's good. Weekend's, weekend's good. Really good. Weekend's good. Weekend's good. Can we get two? We have we, two. We but have you two. almost can't even count the other, the one that we're going to talk yeah, about later. Yeah, almost. Like, yeah. actually, like, sort of can't count it. Like, it's yeah, like it's, a We have 1.5. Yeah, we have 1.5. We have 1.5. Um, but yeah, yeah we, y- y'all love your romantic dramas. I feel mm-hmm. like men, straight men, secretly love romantic dramas. Like, it's one of those. Yeah. It's like the joke where it's like, you know your girlfriend puts on the notebook and you're like, Oh, the fucking notebook. But then like, you're crying harder than her at the end. Like, yeah, dudes, you fell in love too, girl. Yeah. Yeah. You fell in love with this girl. You should know how this, this feeling is. You should know Mm -hmm. that feeling. Right. I mean, I'm my favorite romantic drama is because you know, I'm a Mangela Stan is uh, an English patient. Girl. I don't know (laughs) if I will ever watch that movie. It is so good. It's inc- I mean, he did Ripley. He did like one of truly okay. one of the greatest movies of all one time. Day I'll watch the English <laughs> Juliet like, I don't, Binoche. I don't want. Is it Ray Fiennes and Juliet Binoche? Yeah, but Ray Fiennes is behind a bunch of like bad makeup the whole time. He he's like, he, you also see his face. I just don't really want to watch Voldemort. <laughs> Fuck Juliet Binoche. Yeah. You know what yeah. that reminded me of though of a 
people I did like to see fuck. Julia Bedosha, Johnny Depp, and Chocolat. Mm-hmm. Some Chocolat. Should we do Chocolat? Let's do Chocolat. We're going to do Chocolat. Let's we can talk about, our, <laughs> talk about our two favorite people, Harvey Weinstein and Johnny Depp. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Maybe we'll put it off. Um, what else do straight people love? They love movies about old people dying. Oh, bitch. Y'all are really, I feel like the only old people that are dying movie that gays love is Amour, and that's it. <laughs> so. I think it's because, like, I was thinking, whenever I put this in there, I was like, well, gay people don't get to be, don't get to be old. Uh, I know it's dark, so, but it's true, Dylan. That's the thing. It's like there's not a lot of like old gay movies. Well, the only ones that we have are like beginners. That's right, the thing. but that's like, still that's a straight movie, and that's basically a coming out movie. Like that's how you know that Hollywood is so fucked up. Is that the one movie with an old gay dude is still a coming out movie? I know they're like we can't think of any other narratives for you. Yeah, no, we got the one. Um, <laughs> no, I agree. I think that like even though it's like. You know, like, let's get a little dark for a second. But, you know, I think, it, you know, AIDS wasn't so long ago. The AIDS no. epidemic, I mean. Um, and I just don't think that. When we think of romance, like when gay people like romance is like the topic, it's like we're not thinking about the part where we live happily ever after we're old together. Like that's not mm-hmm. something we see in the media. It's not something we see in everyday life very often. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just not like we're just not gagging over it because we're yeah. like, we're like, show me the receipts. Like I will see uh, when I see it, I'll believe it. Mm-hmm. You know? And until then straight or er, yeah. Straight people got dementia. Yeah. Straight That's people get thing. dementia. We die at 40. Uh, straight people fucking love Ryan Gosling. They really do. I, I mean, he's hot though. I he's mean, hot. he's so hot. He's so, he's not as hot in this. I do. I mean, this is pretty classic for game and I think, but it's like old, older Gosling is the man for me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. After like, the Ides of March. Oh, yeah. It went boop, boop. Did you? Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, I wanted to do a little game, though, as, as seeing the thing. Uh, I wanted to rank. So I put his four straightest movies. Uh, and we've done... We've done three of these so far. That's so nuts. I love that so I was great. like, last week, I was like, we need to talk about Ryan Gosling. Like, we haven't <laughs> talked about him, like, three times already, but... Uh, we will talk about this fourth movie, I think, eventually. Uh, oh, God. The one per- I, you know oh, who loves God. this movie? Jason Pollard. <laughs> Uh, I do. Here's the thing about the movie that we're talking about. It's a tough one because I do mm-hmm. feel like a lot of gays really like that movie a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. Uh, but I still would consider it straight, though. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a very straight musical. Okay, but we're gonna rank his straightest musical, straightest musicals. We're gonna rank his straightest movies uh, from least straight to most straight. I don't want to call any of them gay because they're all straight. But the four movies: The Notebook, yeah. Drive, Yeah, La La Land. Mm. And Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, absolutely. Which do you think is the least straight? I would say La La Land. La La Land. La La Land, even though it is still straight. Then The Notebook. Then The Notebook. And then, you know what? This might seem a little weird, but I actually feel like Blade Runner is next, and then Drive is the straightest. That was was going to be my Because Blade Runner has a little bit of like a... I mean, I know it's like straight, but like that, like that sexy with the holograms. I don't know, mm. bitch. There's a little queer about that. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that was definitely not that. Was, there was some transness in there. There yeah. was yeah. I was about to just say I didn't want to say because I'm not a trans girl, um, but I feel like <laughs> I there's a, there. I feel like I, I I feel like I've had a trans friend tell me that they're like they love Blade Runner 2049 and yeah, it's very it, that movie. <laughs> Queers love sci-fi. We love sci-fi. We love sci-fi. We love living in a world that's not our own. We love living, like, imagining a world where everything is different, but we're still discriminated against. Exactly. 
We're like, wow, there's aliens here, but you still hate the gays. Amazing. <laughs> we love living in a world where Dave Batista has tiny little glasses. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Ryan Gosling, he's one of our finest straight actors. Very uh, straight. I can't think of... Is there one movie he's done that you would put in the gay category? So I have seen most of his movies because... Me too. my previous pod, we did a Ryan Gosling episode. And so I saw a lot of them. Um, let me go to his filmography real quick. I can't remember off the top of my head. I went through a phase where I had a huge crush on him in high school. And I watched all of his movies. And have you seen The Believer? The Believer? No. Where I he's a neo-Nazi? No. That was a Kyle one that he watched. I did not watch that one. Um, And then, oh, Remember the Titans. I mean. Yes. Um, oh, Murder by Numbers. Two men committing murders together. Kind of gay. A little gay, yeah. I it's mean, gay, gay sex, sex there. murders equal to me. I don't know. Could be uh, United States of Leland. I definitely have seen in in, in in total unsurprising fashion. I loved that movie when I was in high of school. Of course you did. A fucking course you did. I love a like sad boy in suburbia movie, like mm. because that was me. That was you. Oh, stay, uh, stay. With Jeannie Garofalo, <laughs> I love the movie Stay. I yeah, feel like do. Stay is underrated. That movie's cool, dude. <laughs> The movie's fucking cool, dude. Ryan Gosling has some crazy hair in that movie. I love Stay. I mean, what else do you want from a movie? Ewan McGregor, Naomi Watts, Ryan Gosling, Bad Color Correction. I mean... It's incredible. It's one of our finest 2000s mindfuck thrillers. Come on. Uh, I think Lars and the Real Girl is a little fruity. Yeah, but I feel like I've met a lot of like soft boys that love Lars and the Real Girl because they yeah. see themselves in that movie. Whoops-a-doodle. Oops. Um, uh, crazy Stupid Love is another uh, straight romantic... Comedy. Love. I mean, it's crazy. That's one of the straight ones. Because mm-hmm. I feel like you most romantic comedies are, are kind of on the gay side. That movie's great. Julianne Moore is in it. Emma Stone, Marissa Tomei. Yeah, that movie is so fucking good. That I twist do, in that movie is I so do want to say that Only God Forgives is an honorary gay person movie because they the Kristen Scott Thomas says the word douchebag in it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's gay. I did not finish that movie. <laughs> oh, I actually oh. liked it more than Drive. Oh, wild. Yeah. Uh, the Nice Guys is gay in my mind whenever I think about Russell Crowe and uh, Ryan Gosling having sex with each other. Oh, he's in Barbie. I cannot first fucking gay wait movie. for Barbie. His first gay movie. Wow. Thank God. Thank you, Greta Gerwig. Thank, Thank you. you, Greta. Yeah, no, because I was about to say, I thought it was over. When I saw First Man, I went, oh, it's over. Like, once mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling did First Man, it was solidified that he's a straight legend. Yeah, he is. But he's but doing Barbie. Barbie. He heard wait. our cries. <laughs> got you sis he's so hot you know so what my hot. favorite ryan gosling is actually has have you ever seen half nelson oh yeah the movie he was oh, nominated for yeah. back in the day he's so fine in that movie like just drug adult history teacher mm-hmm. i mean like mm-hmm. i'm talking like mama i want to save you mama mm-hmm. i want to help you with your crack addiction I'll, I'll, i don't know i was gonna say i'll suck on that chalk like a chalkboard but um okay <laughs> So real quick, Oscar stuff, and then we can go to the next segment, I promise. But that year, he was nominated against Will Smith in The Pursuit of Happiness, Peter O'Toole in Venus, Leo in Blood Diamond, and then Forrest Whitaker in The Last King of Scotland. Um, so I think Leo's performance in Blood Diamond is overrated. Uh-huh. I think people were just impressed by his accent, which it was impressive. Mm-hmm. But I don't really think he like does anything in the movie. No. Forrest Whitaker, it's a very showy performance. Yep. It's not my cup of tea. He's also barely in the movie. It's like one of those, like, Anthony Hopkins and Science of the Lambs. Like, he's technically yep. supporting. Um, 
Venus girl. I don't know what the fuck that shit is. Uh, that's a uh, Roger Mitchell movie. Uh, never heard of it. Vanessa Redgrave's in it. Yeah, Mama, of course she is. Peter O'Toole. Yep. <laughs> and Wait, then who, Pursuit of Happiness. Will's good in The Pursuit of Happiness. I just hate that it. movie because I think it's manipulative. It um, is. I don't like movies about like where it's like he's poor and struggling and homeless, but he's also a math genius. So like mm. he deserves to be saved. Like that's so capitalist to me. It's like, mm. girl, it should just be sad enough that he's homeless. I know. Okay, that's fucked up on its own. He doesn't have to also be a mathematician genius. I know. All homeless is First a policy give it, failure, girl. Yeah. Come on. Mm. Get it together, America. Together. But anyway. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, Ryan should have won for half Nelson. I think out yeah. of that crop. But move, performances like that don't win Oscars. Like, no. it's too lived in. It was too real. That was the first time I was like, oh, Ryan can act. Yeah. Like, he's good. He's very good in that one. Yeah. Also, I remember the girl that's in the movie was really good. Oh, what happened to her career? Oh, yeah. What What was her name? Uh, she was so uh, good in it. She's, oh, Sharika Epps. Oh, she's so good in it. Yeah. She Miss just, Sharika, where are you, honey? Like She was in two episodes of The Fugitive Show. Not oh, she really. worked consistently for a little bit there. Good for her. But, yeah, uh-huh. I guess she decided to just stop working, maybe. Yep. Hmm. Poor thing. <sighs> Speaking of poor things, is there anything gay about this movie? I mean, there was only one thing. I mean. It was obvious. Joan Allen. Joan Allen chewing that southern accent up. She has two good scenes. And by good scenes, I mean two full scenes, basically. But those two scenes, Mama. Oh, man. Mama. So good. So campy. Love a angry mom. Ugh. And then I love a secretly supportive mom. Oh. But it was kind of crazy, though, because I feel like she, like, went to, like, see that guy that she used to fuck when she was a, a teenager or whatever. And she, mm-hmm. it was just funny because I was like, if, is this, are you trying to convince Rachel McAdams to be with James Marsden? Because you're doing a terrible job so far. <laughs> like, you're doing a really, she's like, I hope you make the right choice. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, Ryan Gosling, girl. Like, yeah, you, you, you fucked, if you wanted her to marry James Marsden, you fucked up. Mm-hmm. You, you cr- done mama, either, you were girl. crying hard. Oh my god! Oh, those tears are real too. Oh, Ugh. Joan, Joan is so good. You know what's a great movie that no one talks about? The Upside of Anger. Oh, I've never seen that movie. Oh, you should watch it. Oh, it's about a woman. I think it's like she's getting a divorce, and like her husband like cheated on her, and it's like a whole mess. And she's like middle aged, and she's got like a bunch of daughters. One of them's Evan Rachel Wood. See that? You know that's why I watched it because I'm the biggest Evan Rachel Wood stan. Mm-hmm. But um she's great in it. It's like her like acting out. It's like a middle-aged woman acting out movie. Like I'm going to do what the fuck I want. Like I love that shit. Incredible. I love that shit. Yeah, everyone watch The Upside of Anger. It's a good movie. Apparently she's on some Apple TV show now with that was directed by Pablo Lorraine. Okay, which like mama. major. Apparently it's so boring. Oh yeah. Uh, it's like the <laughs> Luca Guadagnino show he did. The oh, on the, HBO, we yeah, are the, who we, we are. are. God, that was the most on. boring show <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire life. Is it just gay people on an army base? Being Even gay? Chloe Sevigny as a lesbian general didn't do it for me. Damn. My favorite That's thing cold. about Chloe Sevigny is that she plays so against type for herself all the time. I think I'm obsessed with it. I That's love that Chloe Sevigny is like an it girl fashion New York girl, but then she's like sees a role that's like army wife more, more polygamous mormon <laughs> like and she's like yeah that's the one for me like she's what incredible. a queen i love her god love that bitch 
Also, like, uh, she's kind of bad at acting, but like good at it because. But she's we all just love her. We yeah. all just like love her. <laughs> yeah, like she's kind of bad, but like it's like good bad. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Boys Don't Cry. Oh my god, Dylan! That movie is so good. It is so fucking sad. It is like literally <laughs> horrific to watch. Hillary Swink is good in it. I know that people clown her for winning two Oscars, which is like craziness. But like, mm. she was really good in Boys Don't Cry. It was just such a stacked year for Best Actress. Like, yeah, Mama. I mean, it was 1999. So I mean, like, yeah, 99. One of the one of our great years of film. Who was she up again? I just want to look real quick. Annette so she, Benning in American Beauty was always yeah. like my choice to win out of the crop. Uh, Janet McTeer in Tumbleweeds. Julianne Moore for The End of the Affair, which I've never seen. And then Meryl Shave Music of the Heart. Yeah. The supporting actress lineup is actually the more iconic it's lineup. It's truly Angelina and Girl Interrupted, Tony Collette in The Sixth Sense, Catherine Keener and Being John Malkovich. Uh, um, Cameron should have been in there too. Um, Samantha Morton in The Sweet Lowdown and Chloe Seventy, Boys Don't Cry. I mean, one of our great supporting actress lineups. Truly Catherine cool. Keener being nominated is such an inspired nomination. I know. Like, how fucking cool is that that it's she got so nominated cool. for being, like, a bitch? It's incredible. <laughs> it's amazing. Both of her, Both of her Oscar nominations are so cool because it's, like, that and, and then also Capote. And then Capote, where she, like, kind of does nothing. It's incredible. But she's so good <laughs> at it. I mean, okay, we've done every category. Let's just do best act supporting actor from this year too, just real quick, just so I can. This I one makes me really, it. really mad because the lineup is really good and the winner is so boring. Literally, everyone else should have won. Michael Caine's Hyder House Rules won. Stupid. Tom Cruise Magnolia. I mean, should have. I mean, come on, like he should have won. Michael Clark Duncan and the Green Mile also could have won. Jude Law and the Town of Mr. Ripley also could have won. Haley Joel Osment, Sixth Sense. Also could have won. I mean, literally one of our great supporting actor lineups, and they give it to the most boring performance out of the five. The worst one. When we everyone had an Oscar. Everyone is so, like, that is such a great lineup. You could have given it to any of the other four men in that category, and it would have been so iconic. I know. And sorry, when I say men, I mean men and one child, <laughs> who was very good. Who was also ostensibly the lead in that movie. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is like, I mean, you could switch Haley Joel Osment to lead. Kevin Spacey won that year. So, I mean, anyone else could have won. Yeah. Anyone? Uh, just anyone? Richard Farnsworth, The Straight Story, which would have been so cool. That would have been really cool. That would have been cool as hell. That would have been... Re- He's so good in that movie. Yeah, he is. Oh, they just don't give Oscars to people playing real characters that feel lived in. They mm-hmm. it just... It has to be like Kevin Spacey going like, well, I don't want to work and I want to fuck a teenage girl. <laughs> They're like Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of not giving the deserving thing the Oscar, this is our gay recommendation where we recommend something a little gayer than the movie we just watched. Obviously, it's Brokeback Mountain. I mean. Obviously. I mean. Obviously. So I don't know if I've ever done on the pod. I probably already have, but I have to do a line reading of my do favorite it. line from the movie. Do it. And it's um, not Academy Award nominated ever for anything. Linda Cardellini, mm-hmm. um, which is, an, uh, which is, uh, it's abysmal. It's a really abysmal fact. Linda Cardellini. What a great actor. Mm-hmm. But it's when she goes, I just don't get you in Del Mar. I mean, beautiful. Like, you gave Reese Witherspoon an Oscar for that, for that, and then you can't nominate Linda Cardellini for that line? I mean, come on. Has anyone ever said, Barb and Star go to Ennis Del Mar? 
Oh my god. You might be the first person in the entire world that's ever said that sentence. Tweeting it. You're so Natalie Portman in Garden State right now. <laughs> Let's talk about Barbara and Star for the next hour. Oh, uh, I would love to. I loved that movie. Um, no, yeah, Brokeback Mountain, it's our but that's the funny part about this recommendation is it's like barely a gay person movie. I know. <laughs> like literally everything about it is like like I just rewatched it the other night. I saw it in 35 millimeter uh with his Zeus and it was it's a great movie. Um it's just such a confused movie at the same time, but it's almost like mm-hmm. what makes it more lovely. Like it just it's like a fantasy movie because it's like this is not like I don't care how rough and tumbled and like country these guys are. Like this is not these are not gay men. Like they don't give no. gay man. Jake definitely more. Close. Than Heath. Heath is playing. Heath's great in the movie, but he's playing this character like he is in another fucking universe. Like, <laughs> I. It's a sad movie. It's tragic. It's mm-hmm. relatable to straight people, I think, because I think they can relate to the whole like you don't end up with the person you actually love for one reason or another. For them, it's usually class. For them, it was because they were faggots. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I will say that what makes Burback Mountain gay is not the romance. You know what makes Brokeback Mountain gay? What is that? Anne Hathaway's performance. I was just movie. about to fucking say it. <laughs> yeah, you trust your instincts, Dylan. You were right on the money. Anne Hathaway in her office with the Dallas hair. like Anne Hathaway, when she's telling Heath Spoiler that Jake Gyllenhaal died, her performance in that scene is camp as fuck. It's so good. She's literally so like good. wiping away one tear and it's like, well... I always wondered, like, what Brokeback Mountain was. He talked about it all the time, said it was his favorite place. <laughs> and it's just like, you just know she knows, bitch. You know she fucking knows that her husband was a faggot. Mm-hmm. It's such a gay performance. I, it's the gayest performance of the movie. I'm obsessed yeah. with her in it. And Heath Ledger fucks Jake Gyllenhaal. And yet it's somehow the second gayest thing in that movie. Yeah, I mean, but the problem with that scene is that he spits on his hand. Mm-hmm. That's how you know that Jake had taken dick before, like his character taken dick before, because there's oh, just yeah. no absolute way in God's holy heaven that or Jake Gyllenhaal, the, the thinnest, skinniest pencil number two type, and you Connery know that they hadn't showered that entire time they were out there, no, so like ma'am. that shit was crusty and they didn't dirty. take a dip in the spring or anything. Well, no, actually, they do at one part. But anyway, whatever. That's irrelevant. <laughs> it's dirty. It's dirty river water. Okay. Yeah. So that, never mind. <laughs> but my favorite part about the sex scene in Brokeback Mountain is it's not romantic literally at all, and then they never show them having sex again. Like it's, it's literally like, like it's like Heath Ledger resisting, and he's like, no, no, no. and then they like <laughs> kiss, and then when Heath sticks it in, she just goes, oh. <laughs> it's just that's like that's how it works that's how you know it was made by a straight person because yep. it's just like maybe you'd be in pain but you'd be like Ugh. like you'd be, uh. like jake you'd be like uh. <laughs> like you'd sound like a little remember. bitch you wouldn't sound like Ugh. like this ain't a raging stallion video honey <laughs> so in uh like the n64 version of mortal Kombat, um they, there was this animation where like the whatever character, if it lost, it would get knocked into like a spike pit at the bottom of the level. So like they were like on a bridge or whatever. And if you lost like your second turn, you would get punched off of the spike, off of the bridge into the spike pit. And every character had the same like, Ugh, whenever they fell, including Sonya, the one woman. So whenever she fell on the spikes, it would just be like, Ugh. 
Well, that's was... probably what it felt like when Jake Gyllenhaal took that dick. It probably felt like he was going into a spike pit <laughs> without any lube. Girl. Mm-hmm. Girl. Mm-hmm. Well, you got nothing in that campsite to use. You don't have any, like, You don't got no, no, no cooking oil? No cooking oil. <laughs> you ain't got no cooking oil, some canola oil, girl? <laughs> you ain't got no Wesson? Girl, you ain't uh, got no Crisco up there? <laughs> Yeah, no, you know fucking Heath brought his own Swiss army and uh, his own boy. What is it called? It was like, is it, is it just like fuck juice? It was fuck water. That's what it is. Fuck water? It's a lube. It's, it's a water-based There's lube. There's a called- lube called fuck water? Yeah. That's the most repulsive thing I've ever heard in my entire life, Dylan. <laughs> that makes me never want to have sex again. I feel like I just watched The Piano Teacher. <laughs> it's called fuck water. Not, no, not fuck water. Not fuck water. Yeah. yeah hey, baby, I think tonight's the night that I want to do anal. I haven't eaten in three days. Go grab the fuck water from the bedside table, will ya? Fuck water is a personal lubricant, uh, eight ounces, made of only premium ingredients. Fuck water is the perfect wingman. Whether you're going out on the town or staying in alone and flying solo, you're never flying solo with fuck water by your side because it's glycerin free. It never dries sticky. It's long lasting, cleans up easily with water, and delivers a perfect amount of lubrication every time. And I mean, I'm sold based on the description, but I yeah, hate the name. Fuck. It's fuck water. Mama, there ain't nothing else. It's fuck water, baby. <laughs> uh, we love fuck water. You're like me and my boyfriend only did anal twice a month. But after we got fuck water, we're fucking twice a day. <laughs> fuck holy water. We, <laughs> we use fuck water. <laughs> My boyfriend was possessed by Satan himself, but we didn't use holy water to cure him of his <laughs> diabolical possession. We used fuck water. <laughs> that did the trick. Oh, Lord. All right, we can't top that, and neither can Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> you uh, know that he never topped. Oh, never. He never. only he took that dick dry. He took that only. dick dry until the very mm-hmm. end. <laughs> Let's wrap this shit up. My name is Dylan Garcia. You can follow me on Twitter at Dylan Garcia, on Instagram at Garcia, and Letterboxd also at Garcia. And I'm Kirk Van Sickle, and you can find me on Letterboxd and Twitter at K-R-K-V-N-S-C-K-L-E. And you can find me on Instagram at Kirk underscore Van Sickle. And also don't forget to follow us, Straight People Movies, on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, S-T-R-8-P-P-L Movies. We never post, but when we do, it's a goddamn event. It's a miracle. It's a miracle, honestly. (laughs) All right. We'll catch you on the flip side. See you next week. Bye. 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 And now came talk. That was was a talk. Talk.